Hi, this is Marie. And this is Catherine. Welcome to Off the Shelf, a podcast about books, movies, TV shows, and all things library. back everybody nice to see you marie even though i see you every day (laughs) (laughs) not always in this format we've had a couple Uh, weeks off yeah we have more than a couple weeks it's been it's been it's been a while do you find as i do that i i sort of podcast in my mind Yes. I think of things it's, and I think, ooh, ooh. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the car, doing a, doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm usually, I'm usually performing songs, so. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know, I know. I have to be careful when I pull up to the stoplight. <laughs> well, where else can you, I, I don't sing in the shower. I live with other people. I mean, I sing in the car. That's, I do my best work. <laughs> Like the hand gestures and everything. And it's you're really, driving, that's really frightening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I usually save the hand gestures for when I'm stopped at the light. Okay. Yeah. When I have to, yeah, anyway. It's a good thing I get to work before you. So speak. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of my musical performances, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's part of our topic today. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've had multiple conversations about music and movies and movies about music and audiobooks that are performers and so yeah this seemed well it was it kind of grew out of our interview with with Katie um Katie Ambrose the the new city manager and because she was talking about some memoirs that Mm -hmm. she had read recently and so we left that that interview that podcast right we should we should do um and we actually did homework for this one, if you can believe it. We actually we actually did some research and yeah. and tried to read a few things. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimate just homework. for this podcast. Look at us. And Catherine had a really good list going for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I threw mine together this afternoon. <laughs> That's usually so. what I do. <laughs> oh, we have to Roll be there reversal. in ten minutes quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So um, how, how do you want to start? Do you want to start with? Uh, let's talk about let's talk about a couple of movies first. Okay, I feel like I've got a good list of movies. We both have a good list of movies. Um, I have a couple that I have actually have two. I don't think that I've mentioned before that I have I watch on the regular because oh. I enjoy them so much. And the first one is Almost Famous, which is famous. Uh, sort of loosely based on. Um, help me, uh, Cameron Crowe, as a teenager, wrote articles for Rolling Stone, and they didn't know that he was a teenager, and oh. they sent him on assignment to follow this band. So in the movie, it's a little fictionalized. The band isn't a, a real band that exists, <laughs> Okay. Um, but it's based on, I can't remember what the band was. Anyway, the acting is amazing. Um, it, it's one of the first performances of Kate Hudson. She's a, oh. a main, she's a, uh, they don't call themselves groupies. They call themselves band-aids. Oh, <laughs> this group of young girls who follow around all these rock bands in the 70s. It is just, I don't know, I hate to say perfect because there's no, maybe no perfect movie, depending on your taste. But the acting is so good. And the 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 actor they hired to play the Cameron Crowe character is, um, can't think of his last name. His first name is Patrick. 
you don't see him in a lot of movies. He's so perfect. Oh. He is just this young, innocent little sort of like chubby face with the little <laughs> wranglers and the plaid shirt with the buttons and everything. And he tricks his mother. His mother is Frances McDormand, who oh, is... I love her. She is a tough, tough lady. Um, anyway, it's a great movie. So many iconic songs, so many iconic lines. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it. Oh he plays God. a real character, a real person, Lester Bangs, who was a movie critic in the 70s. Okay. Um, and he is, he only interacts, I think, he only interacts with this kid on the phone. Um, the kid calls him for advice. And it's just, I don't know, it's such a good movie. It's just one of those ones that I feel like if you have any interest at all in music, you really have to watch it. It's so good. Um, that sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, you haven't seen it? No. No, oh, no. It's so good. <laughs> so, um, it's so funny because you and I have very similar tastes mm. in some things, but and then there are things that you you love and I've never seen or yeah, vice versa. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of fun. This is a movie that I don't recall how it came about the first time that I watched it with my family, but when it was over, we all sort of looked at each other like, oh, oh my God, that was... Oh, you know, little tears in our eyes, and oh, oh my god, it was funny, it was sad, it was <laughs> wistful. It's I don't know, it's just so good, and we still sort of force it on people when they <laughs> come and stay. <laughs> what do you want to do tonight? Let's watch a movie. <laughs> and what movie? Would you like and to watch? there we go. <laughs> um, followed, I would say the two movies that we force on people. Uh, the other is Across the Universe, which is amazing. You've talked about that, yes. Julie Taymor, who who famously did The Lion King on Broadway, created this very just I don't know magical incredibly well-crafted movie using the songs of the Beatles um, but the the actors and musicians sing the songs instead of you hearing the Beatles version of it right. and the like the connotations of the meanings of the songs are shifted a little um, it's just it's amazing well I'm this that Whenever you talk about that, it reminds me of a movie that I know, I'm pretty sure that you love as much as I do, <laughs> Mamma Mia. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Only the first one, though. I haven't, I started to watch oh, the second one, and I just, I no. didn't bother finishing it. Yeah. I just couldn't, yeah. They tried. God yeah. love them. They tried. <laughs> um, there's just something off about that movie. I can never put my finger on the yeah. second one. The first the one first is. first one's brilliant. Oh. It's so, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Great cast. Great Oh, great music, great singing. I mean, so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the scenery alone That's in that true. movie yeah. is worth watching the movie for. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah, no, that is definitely also a favorite. Um, I don't try to force that on on every on anybody though because that's a uh, that's yeah. either you love it or you hate it. Yeah. That's and the not, people who hate it really really hate don't it. Don't even get 5 yeah. minutes in, no. I think. No. Yeah. No. Um, a movie that I love and it's oh god it's probably maybe 15 years old now it's it's old mm -hmm. music and lyrics with oh, oh. drew barrymore and hugh grant yeah. is, hugh grant is an aging 90s rock star um and they have the battle of the bands <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's very fun he needs to write a he needs to write a uh, um a hit uh, for a, a new pop singer, and he doesn't have a lyricist, and Drew Barrymore ends up being sort of accidentally the lyricist, and it's just it's just funny. 
It's just wonderful. I have seen that. I feel like I might have actually seen it in the movie theater. Um, I don't remember much about it, which is kind oh, of it's funny great. because we do have fairly similar tastes yeah, and things. Yeah, I think you would like that. I one. might have to revisit that. Yeah, one. yeah. I, think, I, I, I remember going to see it, but I don't remember. Yeah. I, I love I, Hugh Grant. I do too. So I many. Do, I mean, he plays the same character over and oh, over yeah. and over again, but that's okay. <laughs> But, but it's, it's the, funny. It's the character. I always, when I think of Hugh Grant, I always think of Notting Hill. And I feel oh. like that's the Hugh Grant or or the Four Weddings and a Funeral. That's the character you expect from him. That sort yep. of foppish yep. with the hair and the glasses and the bumbling around. And I love the one with Sandra Bullock. Um, oh, uh, two weeks now? Two weeks. Is that it? Yes. I don't think I've ever seen oh, that. Oh, that's good. It's okay. worth it. It's okay. worth it. Yep. Yep. Oh, Hugh Grant. Mm. Um, but we're getting off. We're getting off. We're getting off topic. <laughs> off topic. Do you have Do you have other movies? Um. Yeah, I I started sort of with some classics. Um, you can't talk about movies about music without talking about School of Rock. Oh, Jack Black. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you also can't talk about movies about music without talking about This Is Spinal Tap. I've never seen oh that. Oh my god! Which is bizarre to me. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time. It pr- it probably has dated terribly, um, but it's it's a mockumentary. Yeah. About like Spinal Tap, a, a like Def Leppard <laughs> or kind of band, you know. <laughs> I feel like I've heard good things about it. Very funny. Okay. At least it was the I'll last. Well, I mean, list. I haven't seen it in, in ages, but it is kind of a classic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you said then I was anticipating that you were going to say something else, and I oh. suddenly realized the movie Rock of Ages. I have that on my list. Oh, <laughs> I love that movie. And the I funny thing is that when I took, when I borrowed, I borrowed that from the library, yeah. and I had no idea it was a musical. Oh, so, oh. oh <laughs> so I'm watching it, I'm like, what is oh, this is interesting. Yeah. But it yeah. really, I love it. That's a great one. I think there's something about, um, and this is, I point to Across the Universe, for an example of this, I am not a huge fan of musicals. I think they have to be um, when you're watching a TV show and you're not expecting them to like it suddenly. I don't think I don't think they do that much anymore. But um, Psych, the show Psych, they did at least one musical episode, and I love that show and watched it with my son. And we just that was our show. But the musical episodes, I just like cringe, cringe, cringe. I just wanted to crawl under the couch. And I feel like there's, I don't know what it is. There's just some sort of little magical thing. There are certain things that when the characters suddenly start singing, you either love it or you think, oh, God, I'm so embarrassed for these people. And Across the Universe (laughs) was probably one of the first movies that I remember watching and thinking, this is amazing. It doesn't feel like they're performing. It just feels like they are talking about their feelings. And I thought, well, that's sort of the difference. And I, I you know, some I of it, I'm sure, is the skill of the person right. putting it together, that it's not like Sonny and Cher, and here we come out on the stage. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's just a natural extension of, of their performance. I think a lot of times um, musicals work better on stage mm. than on film. There's something about that that... Being in a theater, the the when you go into a theater, you are suspending disbelief mm-hmm. just by being there, mm-hmm. um, and and you're buying into the magic of of the yeah. acting. Yeah. Um, and so I I think I think yeah I think that has something to do with it. And I think there's certainly 
an audience and, and a space for movies that you love that maybe aren't Mamma Mia, you know, mm-hmm. would critics tear it apart? Probably, oh, God, um, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> Rock of Ages, you know, I know plenty of people who said I couldn't sit through more than three minutes of that, but it's fun. I don't know if it's, if it's done in a fun way, I feel yeah. like it, it, I think it depends it makes you smile. On, a, on the way the music is, is woven into mm, the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Everybody's got their thing, as we have talked about before, that they love that no one else does. Oh, God, please don't. Or that it's just broadly panned. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. She's I'm not, not going to go there. I'm actually going to mention a movie that I think you've seen that oh. no one's ever heard of, and that is Sing Street. Uh, which no. it, you've never oh my gosh okay uh, my brother-in-law casually said to me in passing at a family dinner oh you got to watch this movie you, I, I know I, you know I think you'll love it and I said oh okay and watched it and just absolutely fell in love with it it is um, set in Ireland in the 80s and it's um, it's all um, young like young teenagers who are not actors who were hired to um it's a story about this boy whose family, I don't know, has some sort of downturn in their income. And so they have to pull him out of whatever school he's been going to. And he has to go to sort of the public school. And so he, as a new kid, he's trying to figure out, like, who am I? And so he just he sees this girl on the street and just, you know, as you do when you're a young teenager, falls instantly in love with her, though they have never <laughs> shared a word. Um, so he decides uh, she's listening to music. And so he decides he's going to start band. So he. He goes through all these iterations of <laughs> all of the 80s bands that you oh, think God. of. He shows up with, you know, Flock of Seagull hair one day. He shows up <laughs> with the Robert Smith makeup another day. Sorry. Um, but it's about um, really coming of age. It's a coming of age story. He goes to a, a Catholic school um, that is run by priests and he butts heads with the one of the priests and they just continue to butt heads and it's really the kids who are in it are just so charming they all play instruments and so that's why they were hired not for their acting skills but for their ability to play these different instruments so they form this little band and it's just it's just I don't know something so like pure about it um that I love that this the music that they sing it's all original songs that were made for the um the, the main songs that they sing are all original music that was written for the, the That's movie. That's great. And it's just, it's, they're all very catchy and that wistfulness of being that age and wanting to be somebody else and, you know, seeing that person on the street and thinking, there's my soulmate, you know. <laughs> anyway, I thought you had seen it. I thought we no, talked about it. No, we've talked about it, but I've oh. completely forgotten it. But it, it, it reminded me when we talked about it before and reminds me again of a movie, of a movie, about music that I have on my list perfect called The Commitments another old movie about music a band in Ireland in Dublin when it was probably about the same time right Uh, probably the 80s 80s. it it was not a good time in Ireland there was not much of an economy Mm. and and um and this is a band that's vaguely um well the lead character is sort of um oh shoot yeah. 
Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. That's an amazing soundtrack. It's a great, it is a great yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. It is a great soundtrack. And is it filmed in black and white or does it just feel like it's black and white because it's so gritty? I think it feels like it is. <laughs> it's a lot of sort of like nighttime in a yeah, club in kind a club, of but, but it was, you know, it was not a good time. Yeah. Um, economically yeah. there and yeah it just it's it gritty. has that gritty feel to it yeah. yeah I haven't seen that in a while but I, I listened either. to that soundtrack yeah. oh, <laughs> all the time for, for many years <laughs> all right we should probably move on to books yes let's move on to books okay where do you want to start where do I want to start I'm going to start with a book that I just finished um it's new this year it's called all the right notes by Dominic Lim, L-I-M, and it's um, about uh, the main character. I'm not, I can't, I can't remember anybody's name. Anyway, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, Keto, I think, is the main character's name, the narrator's name, mm-hmm. and he's um, his father is the high school music teacher, mm-hmm. and um, it goes back and forth in time, and it. When he was in high school, the main character, his um, his mother had just passed away, mm-hmm. and his father convinces him to be the accompanist accompanist for the chorus, the high school chorus, and um, the cool kid in <laughs> the the cool There's athletic always be a kid, cool kid. <laughs> walks in and kind of disrupts everything, <clears throat> and um, ends up being. They end up being very, very good friends through high school. And then up to the future, the father is retiring and asks uh, the main character to uh, come back for a a, a retirement, a farewell concert, um, and to bring this guy, uh, this, the cool kid, who is now a huge action movie star. Oh. <laughs> and and there's this whole um, you don't really know there you know that there's been a falling out mm-hmm. you don't really know what the falling out is you know very early on that the main character is gay but you have no real sense of the other characters sexuality mm-hmm. and only that there's that's part of the tension mm-hmm. and it's it's a great it's a great book. It's it's there's there's a lot there's a lot about family relationships. There's a lot about music. There's a lot about ethnicity because the main character is Filipi- of Filipino descent mm-hmm. and the action figure action figure the action <laughs> star the actor is of Japanese American descent. Oh. Um, so there's a lot. There's just a lot to mm. it. It's really, really. It's a good book. It's that a great book. Really good. Fast read. Oh. Really quick read. Oh, I love that. Yep. That sounds so good. So that's a that's one of my current favorites. That's a good one. I you know what's funny is that I feel like I have more nonfiction than fiction, but um, one of my favorite uh, and I think you and I talked about this author because I couldn't think of his name, uh, a guy named Rob Sheffield. Who, if you ever, I don't know if they're even still on those shows that are like. We love the 80s, and it's all the little blurbs <laughs> of all the talking heads. He is always one of the talking heads. Okay. And he perpetually looks like he's maybe 16. Oh. Uh, he's very tall and very, very thin, um, kind of auburny hair. Um, he's written a couple of books that are so good. We we don't own all of them anymore, but he's definitely worth... Um, 
he just uh, wrote a book called Dreaming the Beatles that I haven't read yet, but oh. it's some sort of big, almost like coffee table-y kind of biography. Um, but his other books are about his own life, um, and the titles are so great. Um, Talking to Girls About Duran Duran is a, <laughs> <laughs> is a book that we own. Um, he, one of his first is called Love is a Mixtape. He, oh, yeah. he was married at a very young age and was home with his wife, and she turned around to say something and literally dropped dead. Um, so it's like his, his experience. She had some sort of brain aneurysm or something. And she was, all, you know, they were like barely in their early 20s. So Love is a Mixtape is all about him going through that and what that felt like and, and using music as kind of, of course, everything. You know, if you've got the word mixtape in your <laughs> in your title, um, so that was one of his first ones. Um, and then uh, he wrote another one called "Turnaround Bright Eyes: A Karaoke Journey," where he talks about getting over that death and going out and trying to meet people and oh. going to karaoke bars. And his, you know, it was just like it was really fun. Um, he just has a way of writing, including all this different music. Um, of course, a lot of '80s. I would suspect he's got to be at least in his late 40s, early 50s now, okay. because he mostly talks about the 80s. Um, but he's just a fun, I think if you, again, if you have any interest in music, he, it's so much a part of his daily life that it's fun to that's cool write about, or to read about that. Yeah. Yeah, I had a hard time with nonfiction finding things that I hadn't already talked about on the oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I try not to. I try not to repeat what I've. <laughs> I, I, know, I know I do, but I try not to. <laughs> I feel. I feel like you know we probably each think. Oh, maybe I should have like a no fly list. I've already yeah. talked about that. <laughs> we <laughs> should keep have a no fly myself. list. We and we really do. I'm thrilled to talk about <laughs> Rob Sheffield because I was excited to see he had a new book. I don't know that I'll necessarily. I, I don't. I'm not a huge Beatles fan. Uh, I don't know that I would read that, but I feel like it's somebody that. There's a book that's, uh, I think it's just out, maybe a month or so, that I'm, I can't, I would like to read. I don't mm. know that we have it. It's called Scattershot. Uh, oh, Scattershot. What's the subtitle? Um, Elton Life, Elton Music oh. and Me. It's Bernie Topin, oh. um, who wrote some of the best lyrics yeah. for, <coughs> excuse me, for Elton John's uh, songs and. Uh, I know I've talked about this. I know I've talked about this on the podcast, but one of my favorite CDs ever <laughs> is called Two Rooms. Oh. And it's different people's covers of of Elton John and Bernie Taupin songs. Mm. And it's just it's just fantastic. Yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to reading that yeah. that yeah. Uh, memoir, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He's still living? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so that's I know I haven't. I know I haven't talked about reading that one because I haven't no, read it yet. No, no, no. <laughs> you can repeat. It's all right. Um, I am trying. You know what? I didn't write down um, an author I really like, Steve Almond. He wrote a book many years ago called Candy Freak, um, where he he's dealing with some sort of I don't know. He's having a rough time in life, and he decides. That to solve all of his problems, he's going to pack up his stuff in his car and drive around to the few remaining um, independent chocolate companies. <laughs> um, and so, like each chapter is a is a chocolate company. a random candy bar that is either no longer made or you think, oh yeah, I vaguely remember that. He wrote a book about music, and at the end there was a playlist, 
and I cannot think of the name of the book, but when you talked about that, I thought, oh shoot, I should have written that down. Um, and I can picture the cover. It's like a hand holding a lighter that's lit like people used to do in the, (laughs) the back of the dark ages. Um, (laughs) when they let you bring things like that. (laughs) I, I was, I know I was given a ticket maybe last summer to see, um, the performer of the weekend. I went with a friend and her, the, her teenage daughter, and the teenage daughter was bringing a friend. So my friend said, I'm bringing a friend too. Here's your ticket. <laughs> and when we went in, they gave us these funky plastic bracelets. And I thought, oh, I don't know what this is. And at one point, it's in a stadium, and they turned off all the lights, and people were starting to turn on their phones. And suddenly the bracelets activated and lit up and did this whole light show with the bracelets, and everybody went bananas it was like every single person in that stadium was screaming it was I had never <laughs> seen anything like it and I thought I guess you don't have to bring a lighter anymore you <laughs> just part of the show rock and, roll will save your life. rock and roll will save your life is the okay. Steve Almond book um, okay. I don't remember a lot about it but <laughs> he's, a, he's a great writer he mostly writes nonfiction. Okay. he's just very self-deprecating um, I actually exchanged emails with him a couple times because I wrote to say I loved that. You know, I think yeah. about the playlist. I, it was just such a nice addition. It really filled out the book. The book was great. And then you have this great playlist at the end. So um, I'm going to talk about a movie. Sorry. One of my okay. favorite, favorite movies. Great soundtrack. The movie has nothing to do with music. <laughs> nothing at all to do with music. That's okay. But is one of our favorite actors. Um, Gross Point Blank with, oh. with John Cusack. <gasps> Oh, I do love great. Him. It's mm. what is it? It's all all nineties, all nineties music. Yeah. Great soundtrack. Oh. It's a fun movie. Yeah. It's a fabulously fun movie about a, prof- a, a professional killer who's gone back for his fifth <laughs> high school reunion. Something um, like that. Something like that. Anyway, oh. great playlist. I mean, great soundtrack. I feel like we could probably have a whole episode where we talked about soundtracks. Yeah, we could. We I could. love movie soundtracks. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Oh, All right. Well, that will movie. be another one. That's one I need to rewatch. I haven't seen oh that one God. in a long time. I watch that one periodically oh. because I just love it. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. Yeah. His sister is in it, and she's hysterical. Joanne. She Duke was Cusack. just in something that I watched, and I yeah. was not expecting she was somebody's mother. I don't remember what it was. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other books? What other? things do we want to talk about Um, I another book that oh one book that I think we both had on our list all together now oh yes by Jill Hornby Mm -hmm. um and that interestingly enough she is Nick Hornby's sister oh yeah well that kind of makes sense yeah it does um anyway it's about a chorus in a community chorus in a little town in England. I want to say someplace maybe northern, someplace yeah. small, right? Small, yeah. yeah. And they're getting ready for a competition, and their choir director is in a car accident and something. dies, or something, something, or is in the hospital. I don't yeah. remember that part of it. But it's just all these quirky characters in this little quirky town mm. who are united by music, and it's. <sighs> It's wonderful. Yeah. I love a quirky town. I do too. I, oh. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> do you really want to live in a quirky no, town or do you no, just want to read about it? No. I just want to read about it. I just want to visit it. <laughs> I want to visit it in a movie. I want to pretend that I live there for the hour and a half and just visit. <laughs> That's just 
visit. Oh, my um, God. Speaking of, I still am not sure how I feel about this movie. And, of course, I will not be able to think of the title off the top of my head. But it's a movie in the past couple of years about this young guy who is trying to break into the music industry. I think it's in England. And he is riding his bike home and he gets hit by a bus. Oh, the one where and the Beatles don't yeah, exist. He wakes up yeah. and he's the only one who knows who the Beatles are. That was a quirky little movie. Yeah. The sing the, that performer whose name I do not know, I thought was wonderful. Again, like with the that movie that I talked about earlier, Across the Universe, he performs the songs and he does a really good job. I mean, I feel like if there's a there are certain musicians that if you're going to perform their song, man, you better bring you better, it. You better. Because people yeah. know, everybody knows those songs. Yep. And so the charm of that is that he has this ability now to perform these songs as if they don't exist. And everybody thinks he's a genius. Um, but that was a that was a quirky movie. That was a quirky movie. Um, not one that I would necessarily rewatch a million times, but it was fun. It was interesting. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, that's another, that, like you, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, it was interesting. Yeah. It's funny. It's, you know, we both watched it. I still feel like I haven't decided how I feel about <laughs> it. But it's, it's, a, it's an interesting idea yeah. to think of this thing that is so deeply ingrained. You know, the Beatles. Everybody knows who the Beatles are. Yeah. You know, even if you don't like them, you right. know who they are. Oh, yeah. And, and you, you know say, all oh, the songs. God, I hate that band. And you know all the songs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah they're, they're, yeah. Um, we're running a little low on time, short on time. So I want to sneak in at least one more book that I really, mm. that I read recently that I really liked. And it's called The Second Ending and mm. uh, by Michelle Hoffman. And it's about a woman who was a childhood prodigy on the piano and toured all over, played at the White House, you know, did all, you know, was, was just she was a prodigy and then um something happens and she quits she, she's like nope i'm done mm-hmm. and later on uh she ends up writing jingles and she oh. makes a fortune on the first one that she writes yeah. and now this is years later she's got grown children and she decides she's going to play the piano again um in a competition, there's a there's a it's sort of like I don't know, sort of like Dancing with the Stars, but music. There's mm-hmm. a there's a pianist and and mu- other musicians come in and and play against him and oh. and um and she decides she's going to play in this competition, oh. and she you know it's about her. She doesn't even have a piano any longer. Oh. Get going and buying a piano. Yeah. And, playing and and uh yeah it's really it's really good it's you know it second chances it's it second it. chances at at uh yeah at your love mm. that you maybe yeah mm. it was it was really good it's the second it. ending really all right good my final plug slightly similar but it's nonfiction. a book called bang bang crash which was written by nick brown who was in a band I was not familiar with Athenaeum in the 90s. Um, somewhere in the South, maybe like Virginia, North Carolina was where they started and they were very big and he was their drummer and he suddenly decides when they're sort of at the peak of their uh, popularity to stop playing the drums. And so the band kind of, you know, yeah, kind of <laughs> falls apart. But the so the book is is, you know, about half that and about half how he... What led him to become a drummer and how he um, went and, and learned 
drumming from this guy who was this old jazz musician and his experience, his mom taking him and um, kind of reminded me a lot of like, if, if anybody's familiar with Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl talks a lot about he and his mom singing together when he was younger and his mom was a big influence on him becoming very famous musician um, and performer. And um, so Nick Brown now is a teacher of English and wrote this great <laughs> book. And I, we actually emailed back and forth with him a couple times um, or on Instagram have, or something. I, I never think to email the people. I, I mean, you just have like, I don't just know. Like, my, I'm going to email this my, person. My father-in-law, <laughs> I got that from my father-in-law. He was a writer and he would just write a letter to somebody and they would write back. And I thought... <laughs> Okay. If he can do it, I mean, oh, why yeah. not? I don't, I don't know. But um, so Nick and I follow each other on Instagram, and <laughs> I love that. But it was a great book. I think it's so interesting to hear. You should tell him that. To I listen know. To our I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him a thing on Instagram and say, guess who I talked about today? But it was just fascinating to hear, really, a true origin story of yeah. what led somebody to do what they do or to stop doing what they do. Right. You know, um, it was really well written and great title too. So. And it's some. I think the front, the the cover is like symbols crashing oh, together, okay. bang bang crash. So, cool. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. This was short great. and sweet, I guess. I know. Um, no. We crammed so a lot more. in. I know we did, and there's so much more to. to yeah. yeah. Both of our lists are a lot longer than what we got to we'll talk have to about. Have a part two. But well, yeah, we can do that. Um, I have no idea what we're going to do talk about for our next episode. We should probably do an interview. It's been a while. Yeah. So who knows? We'll some, interview some, somebody. Yeah, somebody interesting. Somebody interesting. With something interesting to say. I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> If they don't have anything interesting to say, I don't know. The big, <laughs> the big hook will come out. The big hook, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>